two, one. This podcast is brought to you by Irish supplement company, Revive Active. As GA training has returned for all adults, Revive Active's Zest Active aims to support your energy, immune system and muscle function, while their joint complex aims to support your cartilage, connective tissue and bones. This makes them the ideal supplements for the GA season ahead. As always, you can get 10% off all products on reviveactive.com using the code BACKDOORGA10. Welcome to the Backdoor GA podcast. I'm Ben Burney, sitting in for Paul Shocknessy. I'm here with the two experts, Rory Jacob. How are you doing, Rory? I'm good, Ben. And how are you doing? We're here with PJ Ryan as well. How are you, PJ? Oh, good, Ben. Yeah, yourself? Oh, good, good. Not too bad. Um, I suppose we'll start with the game yesterday, which didn't, or the game today, which didn't take place. Uh, there's been a lot of criticism from Clare's side wondering why only why two Wexford players were seen as the two close contacts whereas the Wexford lads were together how would people in Kilkenny view the situation PJ I suppose like everyone we didn't know until late yesterday that was called off you know so up until that I suppose everyone was happy enough that the game was going ahead so um Look, I suppose everyone was looking forward to it and, you know, it was going to be a cracking game. Just a bit disappointed that, you know, the, the game didn't take place. But I suppose, look, for the guidelines and the rules are there. So I suppose you have to go by that. So that's that's the way it is now. And um, look, I'm sure it'll be refixed for another day. But uh, look, we're all looking forward to a massive game. But, you know, it just didn't go ahead. So nothing we can do about it now. There doesn't seem to be too many open weekends really for it to be played like I think next week is the likelihood but would would Kilkenny prefer the game as opposed to the points actually look everyone prefer to play a game you know um, you know it gives lads another chance to, to stake a claim for a place in the team and you know if you don't play the games it's going to be very hard to, to stake your place in the team so I'd say if, you know from a, a panel member's point of view I'd say um, lads would love to, to, to play the game rather than get the points because again look at it gives you a chance to get, get on the team. It gives you a chance to stake your place for a place on the panel. And look, lads are, are, are looking to get their touch in and, you know, get game fitness. And you're only going to get, do that by playing games. So um, I think everyone would prefer to prefer to have the game uh, played, to be honest. We'll, uh, we'll stay clear of that one, Rory, I think. Is for the best. Oh, play the game, Ben, I think. So we'll have a standalone fixture now next Sunday and so we want, want to be the best. Best of, best of all words, we won't have to worry about any of these monster teams at all. The two Leinster teams go together and fight it out next Sunday and play the game as a high set. Hopefully so. Hopefully so. We'll find out tomorrow anyway. And we'll start off with the first game of the weekend. Then Tip beating Galway at 219 to 20 points. The narrative last week from John Kiley a lot of the time was that Galway were simulating. Did you, Rory, did you notice any simulation from Galway yesterday? No, I didn't really notice a whole lot, to be honest. I, I thought Asher John made his comments, I suppose he was he was he was probably probably looking that f- further down the line, maybe for, for, for later in the championship, maybe if they're if they're if they're if they're going to meet Galway, which which it's probably looking likely they probably will at some stage, maybe so. 
you know, he's probably putting these little a few words in it in at that stage. But maybe, maybe he he was he he'd have been better off saying nothing in certain ways because I I don't know. I think if you look back on the game between Galway and Limerick, there wasn't too many incidents. I I would have felt that there was simulation. You know, and he came back, he sort of backtracked on it now. Whether he whether he meant it or not, I don't know. But he backtracked on it anyway. But from the game yesterday, you know, I I thought. I thought to be fair, I enjoyed the game. You know, it's probably one of the one one of the first games I've really enjoyed. To be honest, I thought it was it was a good standard of hurling. I thought both teams looked really up first, especially Tipperary, who 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 are starting to look impressive to me. To be honest, I think they look very very sort of up first. You know, you can see you can see by Liam Sheedy's body language, you can see by the players' body language on the field, and even by by the body shapes of some of them they're very very lean looking very fit looking and very hungry looking you know and Tipperary when they're like that I think are 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 going to be dangerous opposition for anybody so it's 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 building up nicely now for 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 the next few weeks and for championship particularly Noah McGrath looked fairly sharp didn't he with the yeah, goal scored and goal set up in the first half yeah very ch- sharp which sure that's that that's the sort of Tip magic that they're capable of, you know, they're they're, they're probably the, I suppose their 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 forward play would be would be right up there, you know, for the last long 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 time. So they're, you know, Noel McGrath and and Jason Ford, both of them made a goal and scored a goal, and 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 that's the type of players that they have. And Bubbles then, who who is back back on form after I suppose a a year a year's break, Bubbles t- tends to take a break and come back again. But when they have him flying fit and, and going well as well you know it's dangerous for for, for opposition so yeah tip 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 look 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 to be look this week i thought last week against uh against cork i thought their forward play kind of let them down but this week it's it, they seem to have have got back to you know more of a more of a traditional style of tipperary getting the ball into their full forward line playing their full forward line you know they they had a style against Limerick. They set up in that way, and they seemed to set up the same way to play Cork. But they went back a little bit to play against uh, back to their more traditional style to play against Galway yesterday. And I think it worked better for them personally from a forwards point of view. And you know, if if Tip can get that balance right between their backs backs being tight and their forwards, then you know working hard obviously, and then and then producing that type of magic, Tipperary are going to be. Obviously, in there with with a shout, with, with for this championship. Now, one of the news breaking over the weekend was that Bonner Mar is going to miss the whole championship, and he's obviously going to be a loss. But for my man PJ, who played in a team where your half forwards had to win their own ball, how much, how big of a loss do you think Bonner Mar is to Tipperary? Uh, yeah, look, he was—he's a huge loss. Um, he's involved in, you know, when he's playing, he's involved in a lot of the good things that Tipperary do up front, whether that's through setting up scores or through his work rate. That like that's infectious through the team, and when he's working hard, the rest of the players seem to drive on with him and, and work equally as hard. So look, he's going to be a huge, huge loss to Tipperary. But look, someone else's loss is unfortunately someone else's gain, you know, and it gives a chance for someone else to come in there and. Like you have the likes of Dan McCormick there who does does Trojan work. Michael Breen came in yesterday, can play up in the forwards too. So look, they have the lads that can come in and 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 don't know whether you can replace them, but they certainly have lads that can come in and and do a job that similar to what Bonner does for the team. But uh, look, it's a huge blow to the the man himself. Like he, he fought his way back from a cruciate 
ligament injury to come back and was starting to pick up, find his form again. And then for the athletes to go on, I mean, it's just a terrible blow to himself. Um, like Bonner was playing 2009. So like, you know, you're talking 12 years later. So, I mean, these injuries at this stage of your career, you know, can be can be career ending for all the world, you know. So look, you'd feel very, very uh, sorry for the man. But uh, again, look, I think he spoke very well in the, in, in the dressing room, I think they were saying, after the training and just said, look, there's a lot of lads in the world a lot worse off than what he is. He's actually tendon, you know, ruptured or whatever. But, you know, there's lads in worse situations than that outside the sport. So, look, he's, he, you know, he spoke very graciously of it. Uh, yeah, look, he's going to be a huge loss for Tip. But, look, to have the, to have the backup to, to come, for lads to come in and, and do the job for them. Another interesting thing from that game was Joe Canning start. He started midfield. I don't know whether he stayed there, but how do, do we see him? Sticking at midfield for when championship time comes, PJ? Yeah, look, he, I suppose it was it was good for Joe to get a few minutes under his belt, you know, and while he was out there, and I suppose while he was there to go at 100%, I mean, he was very effective out midfield. And look, Joe has lots and lots of hurling. Uh, I know suggest that he went off on a couple of solo runs, and I suppose he didn't leave lads in his wake like he used to. So maybe midfield is a, is a role that might suit him because he has the hurling brain out there. You know, he can track back, go forward, stand out for breaks, you know, so set up scores and, and score from there. So, look, the role seems to suit him yesterday anyway. Um, will Galway leave him there or put him in closer to the goal? I think he's a good option for both places, really, but certainly didn't look out of place there yesterday. Created a lot of chances. Scored eight points himself, freeze 65s, you know. So, you know, Joe has the hurling to be out there. Also, again, he's, he's, he's another option for inside, but... I suppose at this stage for Joe, this year I suppose it's about getting games under his belts and, and minutes, in, minutes into the legs, you know. And he keeps performing out there. Yeah, I don't see why not. He's, um, you know, he's he's a class hurler and well able to do a job out there for for, for Galway. His sideline to I think it was kind of one of the Coonies in the first half was pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah, look at it, even all the matches there over that I saw over the weekend. The standard of sideline taken is is. Phenomenal, like you know, some of them in the match today. There, like Austin Gleason took one from his own 14 yard line and it landed on the 45 up the far end of the field. So, the sideline cut taking the skills and show these days are are phenomenal, you know. So, yeah, uh, Joe is an, is an expert at it, and I suppose he's the one that really started the trend of good sideline cut takers, to be honest. And the second game yesterday was Antrim beating, or sorry, Dublin beating Antrim. 126 to 118. Uh, from their performances so far, Rory, do you think Dublin can have a say in this year's championship? Well, sure. Inside the Dublin camp, then, I, I, I would say they're, they're obviously, they obviously think they have a big shout. But for me, and I said it to Paul, I think a few weeks ago, I think Dublin are, are they're going long grand, but I don't see them really beating anybody, to be honest, of any any great significance, really. I think they're they've a decent group of players, you know, a lot a lot of good players in that Dublin team. But maybe I'm completely wrong, and maybe I'm reading it wrong, but I just don't see the 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 real I don't know the real wildness or the real the real togetherness within the group to, to, to go to go and beat the big teams like they, they, they're going to be taking on more than likely Galway they're, they're playing Antrim in the first round taking on Galway then I couldn't see them beating Galway and then after that it's it's again just really for them I think I, I, I think they're 
and that's me just saying it, but I, I don't think they're really going anywhere personally. I think I, I just think there's something missing in that Dublin Dublin squad. I, you know, they they, they beat Antrim yesterday. They, they they'll beat the Antrims. They'll beat the Leashes. After that, I don't see them beating a whole lot. To be honest, I think they're they're, they're just lacking something. I don't know what it is. I, I honestly don't know what it is. It's hard to put my finger on it, but they're they're not a team that 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 really excites me. To be honest, I think they're as I said, they've a lot of good players. But I, I just think there's something missing in them. Maybe they'll prove me wrong, and they, they, they're, they'll obviously within their group will 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 be in a position where where they'll know that you know most days against the bigger teams they'll be going in as underdogs, and that might give them that that energy. But just for me, I think there's something something missing in them. They had a good win yesterday, but there's you know they 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 plot along. They'll win games against the leases and and the antrums, I think, but. When it comes to the bigger games, I don't see them win win it. I think they're kind of in a stage where they'll they'll be close. They'll get beaten by five or six points, but I don't think I don't see them getting any closer. To be honest, you think having Liam Rush back at centre back? I mean, I know it's, it's good good two years ago now, but he has two All Stars, eleven and thirteen, pretty much from playing in the half back line. You think that could make a big difference for him? Asher Liam Rush, when, when he was an excellent centre back in his time, you know, back back in eleven and thirteen, in that period, he was he was an excellent player and still 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 a very very good player, you know, in his own right, like you know. But centre back play has changed a good bit since 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 eleven and thirteen as well. That time there was probably a lot more ball landing down in that area, and, and it suited Liam as well. But you know, I've seen him little bits of him and clips of him so far. He seems to be he seems to be fit. He seems to be hungry again. You know, he I don't think he'll be a big weakness in that Dublin squad. To be fair to him, I think I think he'll he, he is a leader of that group, and 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 to have him there. At centre back is, is is obviously something Matty is going for. They've taken Chris Crummy out out of the backs, which I've said it before. I'm saying it every week, really, but I don't I don't really agree with it. To be honest, I think he's the, he's their best half back, and to be taking him out of there, I'm not sure that 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 Dublin are getting the real benefits of 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 him up front. I think he's he's doing doing a good job. But I don't think he's making that much of a difference to, to be able to sacrifice taking him out of the half back line. If Dublin if Dublin had him and Rush in the half back line, alongside alongside uh, O'Donnell at full back and O'Callaghan at cornerback and Paddy Smith at cornerback, then you're building a strong base there. You know, I think I think they'll be decent in the backs, and I can see why they've moved Crummy up front. But I just don't know whether he he he. he he creates enough or scores enough up there for them to to, to justify being up there, and I think that'll be Dublin's probably biggest Achilles' heel when it'll come to it. They probably won't score enough to beat to beat the bigger teams. You know, they, 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 yesterday was their first goal in 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 the league. You know, in in three games, Ron and Hayes got the goal there in the second half, and you know, I, I don't think they're going to create enough goal chances, and they probably won't score enough points. To, to outshoot some of the bigger teams. So that's kind of where they are, to be fair to, to Matty Kenny. He's trying things. He's trying to find maybe the right balance. And he, he seems to be going with Rush, centre-back, Sutcliffe, centre-forward, Crummy on the wing, and and then trying to trying to slot in a few other lads around him. Like, I can't understand, to be honest. And again, Matty is over the team, and he'd know the scene better. But Eamon Dillon seems to be not able to get on the Dublin team. I find that very, very strange. He, he's, he's, he's a very dangerous inside forward, and Matty doesn't seem to fancy him at the moment. And again, last year in the championship, we saw him a few times coming in and making a difference. And 
I think he, he could add something to the Dublin attack, the goal threat that maybe they're lacking, you know. Ronan Hayes is a good player up there, up, up front, but probably doesn't have the real pace. So, you know, they probably need to add a little bit of pace to their inside line, and Eamon Dillon could do that, I think. He is very hot and cold now, fairness to him. He, he, he possibly is, but then then I'd look at that, Ben, and see, is the, is the service coming to him as well, you know? I know I'd be looking at it maybe from the corner of Forest point of view, but, you know, they played played a few games last year and I didn't see him getting absolutely peppered with ball either, so it's it's difficult enough at times when, when you're when you're not getting getting fed the ball to, to, to sort of say on the outside he's, he's, he's blowing hot and cold, you know? I, I think he I think he could... I think he still could offer Dublin a lot. I think I, I I'm not sure there's any better in Dublin. You know that that'd be my point. To be honest, is there any better in there? From what I can see, I don't know whether there is or not. You know, again, maybe you'd know the scene better in Dublin, and 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 maybe Matty knows the scene better. Obviously, knows it better than I do. But I haven't seen a better inside man in Dublin in the last few years anyway than than, than Eamon Dillon and again maybe maybe they're only try, maybe he has an injury or they're trying to find his fitness, but. I think I'd be getting them in, to be honest. Now, Antrim have had another loss yesterday, two losses and a win against Clare, but they have competed well in their two losses against Kilkenny and Dublin yesterday. Would you, you obviously don't, Rory, but would you give them much of a chance come championship against Dublin, PJ? Uh, look, they have had two great performances under their belt, uh, or three, actually, like because they, they, they put up another good performance yesterday. Um, yeah, I would. I'd give him a, I'd give him a chance. It's a 50-50 game. Um, Antrim are improving all the time. They've improved no, uh, immeasurably since since last year. Um, you know, yesterday, I suppose, maybe after two good performances against Clare and Kilkenny, maybe they might have been a little bit off the thing coming up to play Dublin, you know. And maybe Darren Gleeson won't mind that at all because they're going to be playing him in the championship. And now he really has a a point for him to focus on, yeah, you know, so, I suppose, Antrim, Dublin, 50-51, I suppose, in Dublin's case yesterday then as well, um, look, Dublin, as Rory said, have a great bunch of players there, some great individual hurlers, uh, and look, I would say Dublin are, you know, I can't see them winning the championship or anything like that, but they're certainly good enough to, to take a scalp off of someone, I think, you know, that's, that's the way Dublin have been, and especially if you're if you're walk sleepwalk going up to them and thinking that look we're going to beat these lads on on the day you know no better crew to 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 put you to the sword so uh, look it'll be an interesting game with with Dublin and Antrim uh, going forward um you know Dublin I suppose would be happy to lay down a few markers yesterday but uh, yeah I'd give Antrim a a squeak in it now but I suppose I, I wouldn't expect them to beat Dublin but certainly they won't be without their hope going up to it you know. No. Well, the game in a game in Division One today was a bit of a landslide. Cork seven twenty seven, Westmead fifteen points. Like, does this show the gap that should should Westmead be up in this division, Rory? Well, sorry, I I suppose first of all they they merited being there from from the from the structures that was be, being there. You know they 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 got promoted a few years ago and they stayed up last year by by virtue of winning winning the relegation. So you know they, they deserve to be deserve deserve to be where they are at the moment. You know they're they're probably struggling. You know and that's 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 stating the obvious. You know they they are struggling. They 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 had a better better result last week. 
against Waterford, albeit Waterford had made 10 or 12 changes for that game and maybe played more of their more of their squad players. But you know, that's a that's a that's another tough result for them today, you know, to go down to Cork. Uh the way Cork are going and their their tails are up and they're going down into a wide open spaces of of Parky Cueve, you know, to be fair to Westmead, it wasn't an easy one. And you know, that's going that's going to be a big, big blow for them tonight, you know, the conceding what did they concede seven seven twenty seven or something like that. So geez, it wouldn't it wouldn't be great from Westmead's point of view. But I I'd probably argue at the same time, if if they're not up there, how are they ever how are they ever going to learn? How are they ever going to improve really, you know, if they stay down in the in in, in their own in their own level of of where they probably are in the in the in the Joe McDonald level, sure, that's really not going to improve them either. You know, they have to they have to you have to give lads that that encouragement. You know, those guys wouldn't have went down to Cork today wanting to get a result like that. Obviously they'd be training training as hard as anybody else. They'd be they'd be preparing as much they'd be into the hurling as much as anyone else. So why not give them the opportunity in the National League? You know, obviously it's not great. It doesn't look good, but you know at the same time, there's probably there's probably little things to be taken out of it from the game. You know, I, I didn't see much of it, but any of it, to be honest. But uh, you know, from Shane O'Neill's point of view, there over the team, or Shane O'Brien's point point of view over the team, again, he he'll probably see little things in that and see can we get any any little small things out of it. You know, what was there any backs who kind of stood up stood up in the game and 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 showed leadership? Was there any forwards who? You know, showed for the ball well, won good ball, maybe got a few scores. Was was there a did they, did the team keep their spirit or did they lose their spirit? That that that's the sort of stuff that that he'll be trying to latch on to and trying to trying to raise them again because it's not easy to come back now next week and and go again. But sure, they have to get back on the horse. I don't know who they're playing next week, but you know they have to get going again. The two games left in the national league and and get as much out of it as they can. Like there's a lot of good hurlers in Westmead, the Doyles, you know. Angus Clark, you know Aaron Craig, who plays with the hands down and weights. So all these lads are 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 good hurlers in their own right, and they're they're proud hurlers as well. So they'll come they'll come again. To be fair to them, it's not, it's not simple as I said going down to Cork, but you know hopefully for Westmead they, they can get going again because we need the Westmeads of the world uh, pushing on and, and and keeping driving on and not not disappearing because that's the last thing we need. Are they a little unlucky that they're not in the other group? Maybe. Yeah, possibly I'd say yeah. That that's that, that's a point. All right, the 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 group that they're in is probably the harder of the groups. You know, if they, if they'd have been in maybe the other group, that that had maybe a better chance of 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 salvaging some something from the games. But I suppose that's the hand the hand were given. And you know, if you ask those lads, I suppose when when they were hurling down in 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 the Joe McDonough, where did they want to be? They wanted to be up in 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 Parky Cueve or. You know, playing against Limerick or whoever it is, you know that that's what that's where they wanted to be, and you know, I I think those lads deserve the right, and especially they're there on merit. You know, they 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 stood up, they did their job, and they stayed up, and they they they'll, they'll they'll obviously end up in a relegation final this year, and whoever they'll end up against that in, it's probably looking most likely at the moment. It's looking like Leash and Leash are going to be in it against them, so that'll be a fair old battle as well. And and if they if they can get over Leash and stay in that, sure they'll deserve to. I I'd look at it from that point of view, so. You know that's that that's what they'll they'll hope hope to aim towards now and get get a get a good campaign, get a campaign over within the league and get then hopefully get a good campaign in in the championship. But you know it's not easy to to rise that now. You're going to need 
going to need strong characters in that group, strong leaders in the group, you know, after that, because she's that, 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 that'd break your spirit if, 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 you, if it wasn't broken beforehand. So it's going to have to be going to have to be all hands to the wheel now for Westmead in the next few weeks and try and try and dig in and try and get something out of it and bring out the, bring out that bit of spirit in themselves and, and, and see, can they get something from it? Um, do you consider PJ? Do you think Cork? Now, obviously, that game is not going to be indica- indicated. But would you be looking at Cork as serious All Ireland contenders? The way they've gone so far. Oh yeah, they've 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 gone very well so far. Um, you go back to last week against Tipperary. I suppose they had that game there for the taking, really. Um, probably should probably you could say could have and should have won that game. Uh. They're playing, a, I suppose, a, a different style of hurling than we're used to seeing Cork playing, uh, where they're trying to keep possession of the ball a lot more than before they used to be running with it and running with it and then they let it into the forwards or, or whatever. But they seem to be kind of holding on to possession now, maybe a bit too much. And you could see the frustration there with some of their forwards last week. So whatever frustration they had last week, they have no frustration when they're going home tonight. Um, you know, seven twenty six. Regardless of what the opposition is or who the opposition is, like you put seven twenty six or seven twenty seven up on the scoreboard, it's a fair day's it's a fair day's hurling, you know. Um, so yeah, Cork, geez, we always say it, like Cork always have hurlers, and you know they might be in the wilderness for ten years, they could come on out nowhere and win an All Ireland. That's just the way they have been historically, you know. So look, you could never write off a Cork team, and you know if you if if you did, you know your goose would be cooked because no better team to come along and 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 beat you of a day than Cork, you know. So, look, they have class forwards. They have speed all around the field. They seem to be settling on a full-back and a, and a, and a centre-back now. And, look, their goalkeeper is excellent and his distribution is excellent as well. So, look, all in all, I'd say, you know, Cork, they're happy enough without um, shouting from the rooftops, you know. They're, they're keeping their cards, you know, close to their chest. They're going about their business in a nice, quiet fashion. And, look, they'll be a serious threat to anyone uh, come championship. And, as things go on and as they improve their style and, and just tweak the little things they have to tweak, I mean, if they get all that right, um, they're going to be a serious uh, team come the summer going forward. They seem to do an awful lot of, the goalie will give it to someone in the full back line and then if you can't pick out someone, he'll turn back and give it back to the goalie. Would you have been okay with that as a goalie now, PJ? <laughs> Jesus, I, uh, sure. I might have been okay with it. I suppose the 50,000 looking at him, he might not have been too happy about it. No, but, uh, uh, yeah, look, that's the way they're playing, I suppose. Um, I suppose it's hard enough to get possession of the ball, I suppose they're thinking, and without giving it away cheaply. But certainly last week, there were times when, when players actually had the ball and it was the time to let it go, and they would, you know, do a hand pass or maybe another hand pass after that, too, too many, like, you know. So uh, I suppose it's, they're probably new to kind of playing this kind of position, uh, the way they're trying to do it. And I suppose it'd be only a matter of, you know, figuring out when is the right time to hit it and when is the right time to pass it. And, and when they get that figured out and when they get that all nailed down, um, I think you'll see a, a far better car team. But yeah, if they, if they, if they get that going, they'll be a, be a hard nut to crack. And uh, look, I wouldn't be too comfortable with the ball now. I'll just poke it out and let the boys to the hurl hurl with it. That was my, that was my job. You had the Harlem Globetrotters up front, though, PJ. You didn't let them have them. It's going to be interesting to see, though, in, in as the thing goes on with Cork, 
if a team decides we're going to push up on these fellas, you know, against against Tipperary last week, Tip had a Tip had a certain game plan where they sort of st- stood off them until they got to the sixty five or whatever, and you know they did fine or whatever. But I'll be interested to see are Cork able to deal with it now if if you decide to push up on them and they have to go along. I know they got a goal out of the game last week when they went long on a puck out, but do they do are they capable of going long in a game and and really going at that for seventy minutes because. You know, you can play obviously short, short pokeouts and short stuff is part of the game. But you look at the, you look, you even look at Limerick and Galway last week. You look, you look at even the Tip Galway game, even the Waterford Limerick game today. There was a lot more long stuff in those in those games, and I, I think you'll have to, you'll have to have a, you have to have a good balance of both of them. You know, Cork seems to be going for all this short stuff at the moment, and PJ is right. Yeah, they're going to have to find out where's the balance here because. I, I'm not sure you'll get away with just all this sort of ticky tacky stuff wherever it is back in the backs and giving it back to the keeper and giving it out to a corner back and trying to work it up from there because teams will teams will shut you down pretty quickly and, and it'll be interesting to see can Cork can Cork evolve that as the year comes because I think physically they'll probably struggle to get 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 out of their back line with the ball if a team decides to push up on them so you need to bring you need to bring pace into it as well the strength of Cork's team a lot of the time is is their forwards and the last thing it forwards want is this slow ball coming in because you get shut down like if you look at even if you look at last week's game like Patrick Horgan wasn't in the game last week really because you know to me an inside forward you need the ball you know get into an area and then coming quick into space and they seem to they seem to slow everything down and that that I don't think will work when it'll come to it. So it'll be interesting to see how they evolve as the year goes on. Robbie O'Flynn not being available could could be a big one as well. Is he is he out for a while, Ben? I'm not certain, but he, he came off with a hamstring last week anyway. Yeah, so well, yeah, he, he's a fella he's a fella would be a big loss for them, really. He he, he seems to he seems to be able to cut open defences with with his pace and you know he's he's a modern day wing forward as well. You know up and down the field and and can cut through the fence. So that that'll make a big difference for Cork if they can have him. But it's going to be. I I just think Cork are. I, I'd agree with PJ that they're the type of team who could come from anywhere and win the All Ireland really if they got their tails up. You know and and, and they have the players. They they do have the hurlers and the players to do it. Really, it's just about getting the balance right between. Short passing and, and 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 getting the ball quick into the into their dangerous forwards because the the forwards everywhere like if you go through their if you go through their their their, their panel of players like the, you have young Connolly again today getting two one from play like he he seems to be a goal a game and at this stage he's coming on and and making a big difference Alan Caddingham got one four Patrick Horgan Jesus Luke Mead Robbie O'Flynn Seamus Harnedy the 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 more forwards I tell you the truth. You wouldn't mind having a few of them down here in 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 the purple and gold land, to be honest with you, Ben. But, uh, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how how they how they how they develop it. I think because I think I think at the moment all the teams are kind of a work in progress. It's hard to know right now where anyone is really because they're they're just working on things and they're they're getting an opportunity to play a few games and now they'll have a two week break, which is going to be a period of time where teams will get to work on a bit of stuff. The last few weeks. It's just been going from game to game, really, to be very little training going on. So now in the next two weeks, teams might get an opportunity to work on a few things that they that they want to settle on for 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 the championship. And 
coming into the last two league games, I think it'll be interesting to see how teams are going and teams have set up because I, I, I think the intensity of the games will pick up another notch. Now, Clare beat Leash 227 to 118 today. And not too long ago, Gerlach Nan was writing in his column in the Star saying that without Tony Kelly, Clare are in danger of dropping down to the Joe McDonough. Does this result today, Tony Kelly wasn't there today, so does this result today, PJ, make Loch Nan look foolish? Or is it just a freak, almost a freak result? Sure, look, you couldn't say Clare beat Leash would be a freak result, really. Um, it's one that you'd be that you would be expecting, you know. Um, two twenty-seven is 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 fair shooting, you know. And I suppose we spoke in this podcast over the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, they got beaten by Antrim, but even after that, we were saying that Clare wouldn't wouldn't be panicking. You know, they had a lot of players to come back, and you know, we're just saying if if you know they could get those lads back now and get them back going. You know, they had plenty of players that they could still be a, a huge threat in the championship. Um, you know, as approved today, like Leash are backing on hard there, they're you know, they're putting up good old scores in, in all their matches. But you know, for Clare to get two twenty-seven today, like it just shows like that they have the, the capabilities and they have the players that can that can pull a result out of anywhere, really. But uh, no, I wouldn't say it would be a freak result, Clare beating Leash, to be honest with you. Um Again, if they had Tony Kelly, what would the score be? You know, so again, look, he's a massive, massive player for them, and he's one of the best hurlers in Ireland. But again, they show today that they can they can go on without him and they can cope when he's not playing. And I suppose over the last few years they were heavily dependent on Tony, and I suppose he didn't hit the heights like you know previously, like he did last year. You know, so you know, clear, you know, Colin Galvin, all these guys back in the fold. You know, they'll they'll. You know, I wouldn't like to be waiting, you know, have them wait for me in the long grass because, you know, maybe the year 2017 was probably the, the chance they had of, of really uh, coming, pushing on and, and winning the All-Ireland. I, I feel they were very, very unlucky that year. You know, so a lot of, most of them players are still there. Uh, so again, look, Claire, I wouldn't fancy meeting them in the championship. The ground would be even better than it was today and the ground wasn't bad anywhere today. So them guys will be flying on top of the ground and, Certainly with Tony Kelly and all these lads flying in all cylinders, you know, there will be a threat to anybody going forward. It's a, a mistake of phrase to say a freak result, I think. Claire, like today, I, th- I, I think by, by all accounts, I think the game today was played in, in very tough conditions in in in. in in Port Leash, so far, so far as I read, I didn't see the game, but I was reading. It. You know, they scored two twenty-seven. So again, that's serious shooting. Like to score, to score two twenty-seven without your without your talisman, as PJ said. What would it have been if if Tony was there? Like, sure, he's you're probably guaranteed ten points at least with him. So, you know, uh, Claire, Claire to me, like I think Claire are are a decent enough team. Like, strangely enough, at home. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't be revealing this, but at home here we 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 
last for, for, the, for the top four for the All Ireland Championship. And I kind of snuck Clare in as the, as the fourth one, to be honest, which I, I, I kind of, I think they, 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 there's a bit of spirit about them. I think, I think they're, they'll, they'll, build, they'll build enough nicely through the, through the campaign. I, I, I'd agree with PJ. I think nobody will fancy playing this Clare team when it'll come down to it. You know, they're, they're still... They're still, they still have, they still have players come back onto their team. They, they, they still have a lot of, a lot of excellent players. Like you know, go, go through their team and their, and their, their household names. Very, very, very good players, top class players. So, Claire, Claire are going to be, are going to be a serious challenge for anybody. I think they're playing Watford in the championship, so that'll, that'll be a serious battle. They won't be, they won't be lying down in that. And Watford, Watford certainly won't either. So, like. I, th- I think, to be fair to Brian Lawn, he has settled it down pretty well. I, I thought they dominated the game against Wexford last week, to be honest. If you look at it, for 60 minutes they were on top. They, they probably just did sending off, didn't help them. But at the same time, you could see it even in Brian after the game. There was no big panic. There was no big statements. He's, he, he seems to be... He seems to be very, very level himself, you know, and and that, that's a good thing. That's a good thing for a group of players that that a manager is not too high and he's not too low. He's he seems he seems to be that type of a character. He, I think the players are playing for him, so that's 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 very very important. And it's just a matter now of them settling down and settling on their team. Like they've they've a few interesting players there. Young young Rogers today. Mark Rogers came in and got one two, and he's he seems to be a player that that Claire are are excited by down there and. You know, if they can get one or two more lads like that, Jason McCarthy or Aidan McCarthy is having a, a good league campaign as well. So those two or three players to add in alongside the Tony Kelly's and the Shane O'Donnell's, he, he was excellent today. I think he got a goal and he made the other goal. So Shane O'Donnell is right up there in, in the top forwards in the country for me. And when, when he's operating at, at, at full tilt, he, he's very, very hard to stop. So... Claire, 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 to me are coming along nice enough. I think they'll be happy enough. They're they're building towards the championship, and there's going to be nobody talking about them or saying anything about them. So they're coming in nicely into that Waterford game, to be honest. Well, people are definitely going to be sensitive about them. It might not be the players themselves, but <laughs> could we count to county board issues? County board issues and lads trying to get cuts at each other here and there, but they 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 seem to thrive on that in some ways as well. They're sort of a they're sort of they, they like that they like that sort of tension in certain ways. So, you know, go back to Lockman's period, even over the team himself. Maybe there wasn't tension between the people, but there was tension, tension with other counties, and they like that sort of backs against the wall sort of stuff. And they're that, that that's the I'm always on about the wildness. And when Claire bring a bit of wildness to it, they 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 they're probably wilder than most. So if they, if they if Brian Lohan can bring that into them, Jesus. Uh, I, I think they'll be there or thereabouts in a lot of games. Not saying they're going to win anything, but they, 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 they won't be very far off a lot of teams, to be honest. No, they do seem to have a few good hurlers stepping up. As you said, McCarthy there. Carl Malone as well had a very good game today. Yeah, and he had a great season last year as well. So he's a, he's a, he's a top-class player, you know? Um, big result of the weekend is probably Waterford beating Limerick. Um, how big a result do you think that is for Waterford PJ to get one over Limerick? Ah, sure. Look at after the All Ireland last year, I suppose they really have been. You know when they, they saw the, the league draw and they knew when they were playing Limerick, I suppose they'd be really would have been gearing up for for that one. You know, and I think they came into it ideally, um, having beaten Westmead last week, albeit by only by only the, a, a slender margin. I think they kind of came into it nicely, and you could see by their body language and by Liam Cattle on the sideline. 
you knew they were they were very very up for it today. You know, fairness to Limerick's over there, but you could just see the way Watford every time they got a free or they turned over the ball, they were they were and lepping around the place. You know, and they were really tuned in for the game today. Um, I thought to send enough, I suppose, I did have a big bearing on the game. You know, um, you know, Seamus Flanagan was was having a right good game for himself uh, before he was sent off. Uh, he had clipped over two or three pints at the time, and he was on he was on an awful lot of ball. So uh, the sending off had a big bearing on the game, and I thought when Watford had the extra man, I thought they used the extra man very very well as well. Um, you know, they they kind of took on the player and drew in the man and created overlaps. And you know, the Jamie Barnes of this world, sure, they only love running at you and throwing off the ball and going for the return. And that's the way Watford always have played. They've played off the cuff and they've played lovely lovely hurling. And you know. And they play with a bit of abandonment, they're, they're, they're great to watch, you know. Um, you know, they had a good, right good performers today, like Conor Prunty was outstanding at full back. You know, Aston Gleeson, while things didn't didn't go his way, you know, the ball bounced off his hurl a couple of times or he might have got caught for overcarrying, but he was still a big, big presence there, centre back, and filled in the, 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 the role there excellently, I thought, you know. Um, Caleb Lyons was, was was outstanding today. I think he could have got three points from play from half back line, you know, so look Watford they'll be delighted this evening, you know, and it was a huge result for them, I suppose, given that the you know the All Ireland final last year and it was a chance to 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 get back and get another crack at Limerick, you know. So all in all I think Watford will be will be happy tonight. The Bennett's all three of them hurled very well today, you know, so Desi Hutchison was was back in the corner and you know suddenly people are sitting up to take notes of Watford again. You know, two weeks ago they're saying it was only a flash in the pan that they got to an All Ireland final. So this week we're saying, you know, they're back to being All Ireland contenders again. So look, it's a funny thing. A week in Holland is a long time, but uh, yeah, look, Watford will be very, very pleased this evening. Do you think the sending off was a bit harsh, or was it fair? And it was hard to see on the camera. It's a bit far away. Well, I have a big screen television, and I, I still couldn't see what he did. You know, it was very hard to see from from where it was. So look, the referee went in and consulted with his umpire. But look, you see these days. You don't have to do an awful lot to get sent off, to be honest with you. Um, now, I don't know. Maybe tonight on, on the sport, they might be able to zoom in on it and you'll see exactly what happened. But uh, from where I was seeing, anyway, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't see it. But she did go in and consult with his umpires and came out and gave the red card straight away. So, James Fannigan himself didn't argue, to, didn't argue at all going off. So, you know, if you were reading by that, maybe, maybe, probably, maybe he should have got sent off. But again, as you say yourself, it was very hard to see from... from the camera angle it was at and, and, and the distance. No, I assume you be full in agreement that Kyle Hayes deserved to be sent off at the end. Yeah, well, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle got excited some way anyway. He, he, Waterford's intensity at that stage was, was so high and there were so many lads in around him that Kyle probably took a chance and said, I'll hit one of these or wrap of a hurl, <laughs> but you won't, you, won't, you won't get away with these things nowadays, you know, but yeah, he, he was, he was, Waterford certainly rattled Limerick today, though, to be fair to them, you know, you could see it, like Limerick, Limerick, Limerick are, 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 are obviously a very, very physical team, and, and Waterford, to be fair to him, you know, they were, they were up for that game, they were, they, they, they decided, Jesus, lads, we, we, we have, we have to stand up here this, this time, because I'd say, I'd say, looking back on the Ireland Ireland final, they'd have been disappointed, that they did, not that they didn't win the game, obviously, but, uh, I think they'd have been disappointed from the point of view they didn't really challenge Limerick last year in the final from a physical point of view. They were they stood off them a lot and 
today, obviously down in Walsh Park, which is much tighter than Crow Park, they had an opportunity to, to I suppose, sock it into these guys. And that, that's that's what they did. You could see that even in Prunty there at fullback. I really like him, to be honest. I think there's there's a bit of there's a bit of go in him and there's, he's a leader of that group and there's the sort of a dog in him. I could see it that day. They played Limerick Cork as well. He sort of made a few swipes with Patrick Horgan that day and, you know, it was the same thing today when he blocked down Seamus Flanagan. You could see him sort of, you know, saying, Jesus, we're here today now to take you guys on and everything within the Waterford body language was there. So from Waterford's point of view, that was a, that was a hugely... Huge psychological win from really more than anything that they that they know coming out of there now that we can that we can beat these Limerick boys and we can take them on because you know they were obviously beaten in the final but the year before in the championship they were they got a good scutching off Limerick as well so that that's the important thing really from their point of view Limerick Limerick will be Limerick I think will be disappointed obviously with, with the result but probably disappointed with how those lads reacted as well now because. Like what's going to happen with Kyle Hayes is the interesting thing because striking with a hurl like that, you know, I don't, I don't know what the what the sanction is nowadays, but like he could be in danger of whenever the championship is coming that that, that maybe he could miss it. So he'd be a huge loss for them. I'd say I'd say Flanagan's probably he won't get nearly as much, but Kyle is in danger there now because he did he did let go there now with it with a nice strike of the hurl and you know discipline in within the Limerick group I'd say they wouldn't be too happy with it after that they, they, they probably pride themselves on 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 being obviously being physical but not being disciplined at the same time so you know Limerick will be Limerick have work to do but they're pro- John Kiley in ways is probably happy with that but then at the same time he'll be a little bit worried because it's it's two two losses in a row now as well and going from not losing games to losing two in a row and not they haven't won any of the league games this year so you kind of could get caught in that rut pretty quickly if they if they, if they if they don't get out of it. You know, I, I I thought they were a little bit sloppy again today. I think I think they're a little bit off in their hurling, to be honest. If you if you look at the way Limerick played their game, everything seems to be very very crisp and it has to be on point. The pass and the the first touch, the catching, and if you look at it, they were they were a little bit sloppy again today. So they've work to do in the next few weeks, but they won't be majorly worried about anything. But they they do have they do have work to do, to be honest. And Limerick really showing their frustration that they're not performing with, with that at the end, like two red cards. You could even, you could argue Flanagan's, it's hard to see it, but is it just kind of a stupid thing? Maybe he gave a little flick. Yeah, but sure, it, it's it's kind of petulant in ways though, isn't it, Ben? You know, it's like, you know, in certain ways, it's nearly saying to a fella, like what, in ways I think, like what do Limerick expect? Teams are not going to stand off Limerick. You know, that you know the, the teams teams are... Teams are coming at them now and saying we have to challenge these guys. That's my view all the time. I'm I'm looking at them for the last year and I'm I'm saying it on this po- podcast all the time. You have to challenge Limerick. You have if you're going to have any chance, you need to you need to take them on. And Waterford have taken them on this week. Galway took them on big time last week and Tipperary the week before, and they're taking them on. So Limerick, from their point of view, they're, they're, those sending offs. There's a little bit of petulance in there, to be honest. Like the, their full forward line are going to get. Plenty of hardship, you know. There's lads in, in there going to be marking them, and they're going to be hitting them darts or hurls, and they're going to be maybe mounting at them, and they're going to be trying to trying to get a reaction from them. And you know, Kyle Hayes, one of their main men in the half back line, and teams are going to be challenging him, and they're going to be challenging their half forward. So they need to get used to that pretty quickly, I I would say. And and you know, maybe in ways it's not it's not it's not maybe reacting to their performance, but maybe more reacting to 
seeing these teams taking them on. And, you know, PJ had no better than anybody else. This, the Kilkenny team he had, they, they, they were challenged by teams as well. And you have to stand up to that and kind of, kind of brush it aside in certain ways and bring out your class at the end of the day. And Limerick are probably struggling with that a little bit at the moment. You know, not they're, they're, they're not maybe winning, winning the battle first and then sort of going on and bringing out their class in the end of it. That That's something maybe that they'll be worried about. But again, they have the players, they have the group, they have the, they have the panel, they'll, they'll, they'll settle down. But, you know, there's, there, is, there is work to do there. Would it have been more of a psychological dent to Waterford had they not beaten Limerick, considering they were against 14 men for most of the game, PJ? Asher, it would have been, yeah. Yeah, I suppose, you know... As we said, their body language and their intensity that they brought to the game was massive. And I suppose up to the sending off, while they were very intense, you know, Limerick were out hurling Watford for a lot of the for a lot of that period. And then, as we say, once the once the sending off happened, then Watford kind of settled and made great use of the, the extra man. And look at albeit at the end, Billy Nolan in, in, in goal made a great save of Pat Ryan, I suppose, to, to ensure the victory, you know, so Limerick were, were, were still there to heal the hunt, and, you know, they're, I suppose, if it, from a Limerick point of view, I suppose, they're, they're, the one thing that might worry about was the only few games that have been beaten or drawn in the last few years was Kilkenny in an All-Ireland semi-final, where Kilkenny came out and tore into him, you had Tip Galway last week, and now you had Watford this week, so maybe it's a thing that, you know, they might have to you know, they'll have to get it into their head now that like when every team is going out to play Limerick now, it's 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 basically an all Ireland final. And you know, they have the big target on the back and everyone else is going for them, you know. So they're going to have to get used to shipping big tackles and getting hit off the ball and getting hit in, in tackles and stuff like that. And like Rory, you'd know about this more than anyone. Uh you're playing corner forward and you have a corner back at you all day long, giving you the dig of the hurl, walking on your heels and pulling and dragging out you. And you'll give one little flick back, you'll be caught every single time, you know. So I suppose it's to get a bit cuter about the thing, you know, you know, Limerick will have to do. But uh, certainly the games they struggle in, they're they're uh, it's, it's it's the ones where they're matched uh, physically and, and with intensity. So I'd imagine the training sessions will will quickly now uh, increase the intensity for Limerick. And I'd say the the, the matches that they will play in training now will, will certainly increase the intensity. And look, they'll probably to have a a week off now this week, so I'd imagine the next couple of weeks in training will be will be savage, and you could see a different Limerick team, I think, come out the, the next day. But uh, yeah, Watford again, they were hugely impressive today. Um, you know, and I suppose if they happen to if they happen to have to win today, especially with Limerick down fourteen men, and lads be pointing the finger then. Jay's only barely bet West Mead last week with three points. He couldn't beat fourteen today, so it was very important for Watford that they they did uh, get the victory and. Look, they were very impressive and, and, and well worth their victory in the end today. So, look, they'll be bouncing in training next week and it'll be an easy dressing room and an easy training session to go on to go to and everyone will be looking forward to it. So, again, look, as I said, look, we're, we're talking about Watford as flashing the pan last year. We're now talking of maybe being a contender to win this year. So, um, it'll be interesting times ahead. But, uh, look, both teams will, will react differently. I think Limerick will, won't panic, but... They'll certainly, I'd say, have to increase the, the intensity in training. And I'd say the hits coming in and bits and pieces like that in training will be savage over the next couple of weeks. And look, we look forward to the next round of matches. Like, you know, so it's all interesting times ahead. Isn't there, a great bit of, isn't there a great bit of spirit in Waterford, though? I, I think, look look at it then, like, 
you know, as PJ said, they, maybe teams were talking, maybe there wasn't as much talk about Waterford, but I'd say they definitely targeted that game today. And like Liam Cal to me is very impressive. I think I think he, he you can see within him he brings out that team very very well. He's a competitor himself, and Waterford Waterford are going to be competitive. And even even the contrast in styles in that game. I think was was very very interesting. I I enjoyed that game to be honest because Waterford play a, a kind of a, run, a, a very much running style off the cuff, off the shoulder sort sort of stuff. Whereas Limerick are playing more physical stuff and maybe more long ball into the forward line. So there was there was a great contrast in style. And Waterford Waterford when they get going and into that flow, they're very very hard to stop. Jamie Barron and Young Lines there wing back and Irla Daly was good there, half back as well and. Like they're, they're they're getting strong. They've lost Tyg the Burke in the backs, but they're getting strong in their backs again. You know they they, they have Connor Gleeson back in the backs there today again, and he 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 was a good player for them a few years ago in in their backline. So they're they're strong in that backline. So if they can get enough from their forwards up the other end, which they they they, they do have talent up there, the Bennetts and even Patrick Curran look very very sharp today and very lean. So you know they have they have players in Watford and Hurler. So. I don't think they're going to fear anybody going down the line. And, and Liam Cahill is that type of character. And, he, and, and Waterford are those type of fellas who just give it a, give it a cut. And, and if they get into that flow, they'll be very, very hard to beat. Yeah, and they, were, they worked very, very hard today. Like, you know, like we're not mentioning Jake Dillon at all, but Jake Dillon put in a savage shift. Like, he covered every inch of Walsh Park below, you know. And Jack Prendergast in the corner as well was, was very impressive. So... Waterford hunted today in packs like there was two and three around every time a Limerick man got a ball and if the Limerick man passed it over their heads they just turned and they went to the next man and the next three lads came on in and no, they were, they were very impressive with their work rate and as we said if they bring that work rate and they have the players to you know they have the players to to, to beat any team really so um, Waterford would be really really pleased tonight and you know, yeah and, and likewise Rory I, I enjoyed that game and we were saying last week there was games they were hard to watch, but the, the couple I saw this weekend were, were were very good. You know, the one yesterday and and that one today with Walter and Limerick. You know, so you know it was a very enjoyable weekend. That weekend, Harlan. Now the the last thing before we go, lads, um, have the have the refs relaxed a bit? Like there seems to be hell of a lot less freeze this weekend than last weekend. Maybe there was a couple of soft ones in the Galway Tip game yesterday, but overall, I think things have gone a bit better, have they? Well, sure. Maybe there, maybe there has been a few conversations had somewhere. I would imagine, Ben. You know, <laughs> everybody in within Hurling on podcasts and on radio and on newspapers, every Hurling man around seems to be the last few weeks giving out about the about the freeze and different things like that. So hopefully, somebody somewhere saw sense to 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 let this game go and let the, let the game be played because. There's nothing better than a hurling game that's that allowed go. You know, we don't want to see this. We want to see the obvious freeze given, obviously, but you don't want to see things given for for nothing, and and you want to see the advantage given at the right time. And I thought, I thought it has it it did improve this weekend, to be honest, an awful lot. It's just interesting from that point of view, I suppose, and and it's not to be dragging it up, but I I, I often wonder who comes up with these things, like you know, who who is the who is the genius who decides we're going to get rid of the the, the advantage rule that was really really working very very well for us or who's going to bring who's deciding to kind of take the physicality of hurling because to me there's no proper hurling man wants any of that gone out of the game at all so who are these people I'd, I'd like to see a face to this and a name to this person sometimes so we can get on these podcasts and sort of call them out a little bit Ben. 
Wayne Cordy, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but you even see today now in in the match with Watford and, and Limerick, like the the hits that the lads took. Do you know what I mean? They'd be letting off a ball and the lad would come in and leave the shoulder in and just popped up off the ground and got on with it because the next time the other lad was coming up with the ball, that had to get in his shoulder, you know. And again, if you take it like two weeks ago, they were probably all yellow cards, you know. So look, it has improved and maybe referees decided, look at We'll use our own discretion here, and and or is maybe someone had a conversation with him, but certainly they were a better watch this weekend. And there wasn't like Matthew Hannon got sent off last week because, Jez, as far as I'm concerned, he only flicked, flicked away the ball, you know. So, yeah, yeah, so look at it, there was a lot more physicality this week, and you know, there was no one broke up after the rent like that, you know, they just popped up after ground and got on with the game, and that's what lads have been doing for 100 years. So, long may it continue, I suppose. Right, that's all we have time for, lads. Thanks very much. No bother, Ben. No bother, Ben. Thanks, lads. All right, lads. Have a great evening. Good man, man. See you later. Come on, man. See you later. All right.